0: This is Jazz After Dark. Oh my God! <laughs> Hi everybody, this is Matt. I'm the host of Jazz After Dark. Joining me are no co-hosts. Today is Monday the 25th of November. This is episode 3 on the 27th of November, which is a Wednesday. I will be joined by some co-hosts, so we'll see how that goes. I'm excited about it couple of things to go over. First and foremost, this is my second time recording this because I had an SD card in my little uh, Zoom H6 here that filled about uh, 10 minutes in and I went about 25 minutes before I realized that. So that was my mistake. Probably for the better. I said a lot of things that even I don't think we're smart to say. I will say a few things and then we'll get rolling. So it's Thanksgiving week. I hope everybody can take the opportunity to serve other people this week find a way to do something for somebody else and definitely find the time to express your gratitude for what you do have in this life i spend a lot of my life bitching and complaining i really wish i didn't i don't enjoy that about myself it's been hard it's been a challenge to face things like significant adhd Uh, Bipolar, if I'm to believe any of these doctors, right? To have lost several of my really close friends to suicide and drugs To have gone through some pretty harrowing life experiences and family challenges and things like everybody I go I've gone through very challenging things. It's been difficult. And so I have gotten through my life by being What I think is comedically cynical? I'm actually an optimist believe it or not and by being Uh, Kind of a prick that complains about a lot of things and that's true Those are both true things, but again, I'm not that bad of a guy and although I do complain about a lot Some of it's because I just I am old man on Porch get off my lawn that is partially who I've always been since I was a little kid That said I I am very grateful for what I've got. You know, I have wonderful children. I've got uh, a good job I've got good friends Um, Pretty good family and at Thanksgiving. I'm very very blessed to be able to be with almost my entire family, to see siblings and and nieces and nephews that I almost never get to see. And I'm really, really, really thankful to have uh, the ability in this country to say what I want, how I want to say it, and for the most part, go without punishment or retribution from my government. I know that sounds a little corny, but the First Amendment matters a lot to me. And as we go through all the shit going on in our country right now, all I can think is that at least we have some of the foundation intact still i can come and go on some of the things but the freedom of speech matters so much to me i understand some of the limitations i can get on board with some of them but for the most part if i want to call somebody a fucking twat i want to be able to do that without uh being afraid of getting thrown in jail or if i want to tell somebody that i think their ideology is garbage that too and i want people to be able to say that to me and other than me maybe giving them the bird or laughing or agreeing or telling them to go fuck themselves, I mean, that's their right, and I want them to exercise that right as they see fit. That's my rant on Thanksgiving week, why I think it's important, and, uh, and what I think of it, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know why I'm saying that. Fuck. Utah Jazz. It's jazz after dark, not Matt's bullshit after dark or during the daytime as it is uh, currently 2.30 p.m. on a Monday thankful as well to have an office that i can uh he is 35 works right next to me by the way for any of you who don't know who that is i don't say his name i don't say anything about him because he is a human being and he does deserve anonymity because i rail him I, i i absolutely think he is without fail one of the biggest idiots i know he's a nice enough guy i think he just wants to be liked but holy shit he is the worst. Today, he decided that flushing the toilet, as he's often decided this, was an option. And when I asked him why he didn't do it, he said, well, I, I tried with my foot so that I didn't have to wash my hands, but I wasn't able to, uh, to get it. And I said, why didn't you wash your hands anyway? You wiped, right? And he said, I didn't feel like I had to wipe. I don't know at the time I take this to HR. I don't know when that time comes. <laughs> But I feel like it's approaching rapidly because in this period of uh, time, in the, the late November of 2019, everybody I know is getting sick. And it's because of assholes like this guy that spread it because they don't wash their goddamn hands when they go to the bathroom, which is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I don't care who you are. I know the old joke, you know, in the Marines, we, they taught us not to piss on our hands. You should still wash your hands, okay? Just wash your hands sporadically throughout the daytime because you touch stuff. Where was I? Utah Jazz. Yeah, baby! You can do it! On the Friday and Saturday previous to now, we played, respectively, the Golden State Warriors and the Pelicans, narrowly defeating both teams who are, objectively, of lower quality than our team is. That happens. Any given Sunday may be the reference to a team's ability to win in football, but any given night would be a team in the NBA. They have the opportunity to be any team at almost any time because that's the parody of sports and that's what makes sports so much fun. If teams won all the time it would be less fun which is why everybody hates Golden State. I maintain that I hate Golden State because of all the people that were all of a sudden fans but I really dislike bandwagon fans. That's why I say I will be a Jazz fan until I die. If they win 25 games so be it. Will I be happy? No, but I'm still a fan of the Jazz forever. That's why I will feel good if and when they, they win a title, because I'll be able to say hey, I was there from, from the beginning, literally. Some of my earliest memories are going to the Salt Palace to watch the Jazz. So I don't like bandwagon fans, and I think that's why I hate Golden State so badly. And it's been fun watching them just absolutely implode. That said, they came too close to beating us, and that was frustrating. And then the next night, even though it was a back-to-back and we didn't have Rudy Gobert, we came too close to losing to the Pelicans. It was sad that we didn't have the opportunity to see Derek Favors. Hopefully we will again in, I believe, March. I'll be at that game. Or, uh, I think it's March. Anyway, that'll be, that'll be fun to see him, and I hope that he shows up. I, I really wish that we could figure out some of our consistency problems, and I think that at 15-10, and 10, we're still early enough in the season that we have that opportunity We are not yet a third of the way through, that we are getting close. And I think that until halfway through, there's just a lot of tinkering and tooling that's going to have to be done before we can definitively say things that are being definitively said by people every single day uh, on Twitter that I think is kind of ridiculous. But we are are approaching, I think we are quickly approaching even, uh, some of the critical periods to where we can then start uh, having our critiques way more. At least that's how I see it. Tonight, on Monday the 25th, we play the Bucks, and it's in Milwaukee. Now, I would like very much to see us win this game, but I suspect that without Rudy Gobert anchoring us in our defense, we will not do so. We have five games on the road coming up. I've seen some people on Twitter talk about uh, this five-game road stint being kind of five games, three wins, two losses, the losses bookending the front and back. It's difficult to say. If we lose to the Sixers, I'll be disappointed because they are the most unlikable team right now next to the Lakers. If we beat them, are we going to sacrifice another win? At this point, I think I would be happy with three out of five wins. Uh, Three out of five of those games, rather, being wins. But we need to get Rudy Gobert back in the rotation. Uh, He needs to be doing as he's been doing this year, which is really improving and, and holding our team accountable on the defensive end. And then hopefully Mike Conley can step up and to uh, become more and more consistent. I think we're starting to see bits and pieces of that, but it's becoming widely discussed that his inconsistency is, in fact, the biggest downfall of the 2019-2020 Utah Jazz season. I think at this point I would probably agree, followed up closely by Joe Ingles' apparent lack uh, lack of showing up, really, which is disappointing. He may be the GOAT to some of you, but to me he's just a regular guy that's pretty good at basketball. Moving on. Wednesday night, we'll be recording again. Hopefully, I'll have my co-hosts, and we can go over a number of things, uh, and that'll be fun. What I want to talk about now are a few things that I don't care for, or I don't understand. I don't really know. I don't have a segment name for this. And I want to go with the things I like and things I don't, but that's uh, other people do that plenty. And even though it's an effective way to go about things, and that's essentially what I'm doing, I don't want to call it that. I don't care! What I do like. Craig Bullerjack and Matt Harpring. I like him. I enjoy him. I've been listening to Bullerjack for, I don't know, 35 years. As the voice of the, the Cougars for a while, I listened to him. Uh, having grown up in, in Utah County, it was a voice that I, I grew uh, to really enjoy. I was a fan of it. I, I like his cadence. I like the way he says things. I like his optimism. He sounds like he's smiling when he talks. I think it's cool. I think Buller's great. Is he annoying sometimes? Yes. Does he fumble around sometimes? Yes. Harpering, same thing. I really enjoyed him at first because we got the perspective of a player, somebody who had been there, done that, knew the game, knew the ins and outs. That has waned, and we now have more of kind of just a redundant Joe. He says the same shit over and over and over. He's not very interesting, and at times he can just be really irritating. However, I still like him. I still like hearing his voice, and when he's not the announcer with Jack, or or when he's not on for whatever reason, I find myself a little disappointed. It is nice to have people like Stockton fill in. I heard people talking about having Stockton as a regular or having him replace Harpering. Well, that's not going to happen, and it would be cool because Stockton is my favorite player of all time and one of the greatest players to ever set foot on court. But it's not going to happen. I'm not going to waste any time uh, dreaming over it. But I don't think... We need to worry about replacing Harpering personally. I think he's fine. In fact, I would argue that the worst of them is David Locke, who I don't think is that bad. At first, he really bugged the shit out of me, though, because I was so accustomed to the, the greatest, in my biased opinion, in-game announcer of all time, which would be <laughs> Rod Hundley. I mean, man, he was incredible. I don't know anyone that didn't love him. And if they didn't, they were probably uh, terrorists. And That's not even probably. They, they almost certainly were. However... He died. Can't listen to him anymore. So we have uh, Boone, who's uh, still playing, like, 12th fiddle to uh, Locke now. And I, I like Ron Boone. I think my biggest disappointment is that as he ages, he gets even slower, which, you know, that's like saying that the colder it gets really, 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 really cold, as opposed to just cold, molasses starts to move slower. It was already going to be moving slowly. That's just how it works. What I don't like is I don't like Ron Boone getting railroaded by uh, David Locke every time Ron starts to speak. Now, I understand that that's the dynamic of their job. Locke is is charged with making sure that we all can listen to the game as though we're watching it. And I think few did that better than Hundley, if anyone. Hot Rod was the best, but I think Locke does a pretty good job now. And he's he appears to be allowing Ron Boone to finish more sentences or Thurl Bailey to finish more sentences when they're on And that's been nice. I actually like that. And I listen to more games now than I would like to. I don't get the opportunity to watch as many because only until recently I was fighting the cable wars and I wasn't going to be paying DirecTV 75 bucks a month so that I could watch jazz games. That's all it was. Now, thanks to several people, and I believe uh, really the person who got me onto it, I think, was... um, Oh, what's that asshole's name up in Idaho? Getting out my Twitter here. So I believe it was post game Malone who actually recommended Hee he Streams, and if it wasn't, sorry, somebody else did too. I think, uh, but it's it's been awesome. It's been great having jazz games with the home feed pretty much all the time. Quality's pretty good, and I'm only paying hundred bucks for the whole season. No blackouts, which is that bullshit NBA TV stuff. Uh, that's been awesome. So I do have the chance to watch more games now, and go, I go to plenty of games. But I have to listen to a lot of games now because I just don't have the opportunity to uh, stop whatever else I'm doing in my life to watch games. I'll do what I can. Anyway, uh, so I, I listen to So anyway, I listen to Locke more than I was before, but fortunately, it's, it's not too bad. Moving on to announcers and voices and people uh, doing that for the jazz. I'm ready for Tony Parks to no longer have a voice. That the public can listen to in an in game setting or on radio. I'm sure he's a nice guy, although the other day when he walked by me, he was, uh, he appeared to be cussing out the woman he was walking with, and he looked like a real fucking prick, like a total cunt. Now, I don't know if he was, and I don't know if she deserved it, but I just, I traditionally don't think that men should talk to women like that, particularly if they are walking hand in hand or next to each other. It was odd, but. For all I know, I, he was telling the joke. I don't know. I didn't eavesdrop. I just observed it. I don't like Tony Park's voice. That's the real issue. I think his impressions, his Tony Park's voice doing an impression of uh, all of a sudden I can't remember the the coach in Texas and and then doing Hot Rod's voice. I don't think they're great. They're okay, but they're not great. It's like when you hear someone do a pretty convincing Yoda, but you're like, hmm, you still sound like you doing a Yoda voice. Mostly he just irritates me. I don't like his voice. I don't like... Uh, the way he speaks, as someone with the, with a microphone, as an announcer, that's my own personal little quibble. Whatever, take it or leave it; doesn't matter. I just, I would love it if he was like, "I'm going to retire and do something else and, and have a good life, but not uh, irritate Matt anymore." Wonderful. The other in-game announcers are also kind of boring, or weird and irritating i can't remember the names of the other people that do this this stuff like the uh oh here watch this as as these people try to play a memory game and can't do it and the people behind the memory game can't do it so as you get down from 30 seconds to zero it's surprising that they've only flipped one face holy shit there's got to be an easier way right ridiculous I also want to know how the fuck some of these people get the opportunity because I've been going to jazz games nearly my entire life and I've never had someone come up to me and say, would you like the opportunity to participate in a game where you can win cool stuff or a lot of money or, you know, a lot of money, meaning $250 or more? Yeah, of course I do, but they don't approach me. Probably because I look like I look. Who knows? Anyway, I don't like that stuff. The in-game stuff has been bugging me for a while. The people doing the giveaway, the handouts on the upper floor upper bowl, they're irritating. I swear to God, they they don't know how to do it. So they just kind of panic and throw something at somebody that's close to them. I don't, I don't know. I'm having a hard time with the games lately, with attending the games. And I know that's a me problem. I think it's largely a me problem. I do think, as I mentioned before, that the the constant, don't you say anything bad, wagging of the finger uh, is kind of a, a weird black cloud over it all. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Other people, as evidenced by Twitter, think that it's absolutely the right thing the jazz should be doing. They feel like it's appropriate and uh, it makes them feel good, which is great. I hope other people feel good about that. I don't. I'm okay with some of it. Like, I really appreciate the idea that uh, racist speech, for example, will not be tolerated. I'm totally on board with that. But I don't like the idea that everybody's threatened into submission either to the point where it's like, careful how loud you yell. You might get uh, someone staring at you until they decide to eject you from the game. And if you say something on accident, like, oh, shit, my shoes aren't tied, they're going to say, well, that was homophobic or racist or something, and then you're banned for life. Is that an overreaction to an overreaction? Yep, but that's how it feels. The games, however, are still fun uh, when I can attend with people that I like and when I can just have a good time. And hopefully, that's as it continues to be. But some of the in-game stuff is bugging me. Just had to say it. The music selection is balls- uh, the volume seems to be kind of weird this season. The introduction is a little bit better. Last year, I felt like it was absolute garbage and sucked the energy out of the room. But I love the improvements to the arena. I love the improvements to all the food and concessions. Uh, would still like to see things improve in other ways. Who do I talk to? Where's Carl Malone? He'll understand. I'll continue on here. So without a whole lot to talk about right now, because there's not a ton going on that interests me, I don't want to talk politics and I don't want to talk about anything else Utah Jazz related. So I'm going to dive into my final segment, which is flopping into your DMs. Here's one of the DMs that I received recently. Someone was discussing, I'm not going to mention who it is, they sent me something saying, Uh, I made a comment about a specific thing, and now I have a bunch of people uh, trying to get me to bait them into uh, getting me essentially kicked off Twitter. That sounds like something that uh, Steve would do. And for those of you who don't know, Steve is that bald twat who thought he was so fucking awesome for baiting me into saying something to get me banned. In reality, he's just a pathetic bitch. But it was funny because we talked about that for a little while, and I realized that it is it is interesting to see that. It's become a game for some people. Like, how can I get this person to say something bad enough to get them kicked off Twitter? Fascinating. The the reason that I bring that up is because, now this wasn't DM'd to me, but I saw, as I'm sure many others did, uh, something recently where a guy said, and I'm not going to say who it was or what he said specifically, but he, he mentioned, I would say, well, so there's swears in there, right? Swearing is no fucking bueno. He mentioned things about, well, he, he was derogatory towards homosexuality, and he was saying a bunch of racist stuff, too, even though I believe uh, he may see that as okay because I think he's... Yeah, if, I, if I'm too... That's not him. There's no way that's him. Okay, I'm not gonna base it on his picture. Anyway, he was saying some shit that I was shocked by, and I think it was all done in jest, and I think it was, it was supposed to be funny. I, I just said I was banned for teasing a friend because I look at that, and I, it makes me wonder how all of this works. What he said, according to Twitter, should be considered extremely hateful speech. And I called Jared a slutty slut slut. Somehow, mine was the equivalent of ban worthy, and this guy's is uh, just, you know, retweeted upon retweeted. Whatever. I don't really want him banned. I think that's ridiculous. But the the disparity of action there, the the difference between banning one person and not banning another, is mind-boggling. And I know it's not that easy. It's a lot of stuff to regulate. That's why I don't think they should regulate much, if any. But I digress. The other funny (laughs) thing, funny to me, perhaps, uh, a few of us have been talking again about some of the people that I think are the least funny or the least liked by me personally on Twitter. Somebody said, am I number one on my list? And I said, absolutely, I am. If there's anybody I like the least on Twitter, he's the guy talking into the microphone right now. That's a problem I try to deal with in my spare time. The other guy, the guy I mentioned as number one, I forgot that he has another stick that I also don't like, which is where he says things like these overdramatic things, not to be dramatic, but if the Jazz lose, I'm going to put my hand in a blender and then call Gail three times. I just, I don't understand how this guy consistently has people cheering him on as this great comedic legend. He's not funny. I don't know that I've ever laughed or even smirked Certainly not LOLOLOLOLO'd at his comments. I think they're so dumb. Why is that funny to you people? I need to know. Please, somebody DM me or tweet it out, whatever. Why is that funny? It's not funny to me. I don't get it. The other thing, and this was a user submission, was uh, said, hey, what are your thoughts on, on McCade? I don't want to talk about McCade. He's a nice guy, whatever. I don't, I don't have a problem with him. He just bugs me, that's all. But they said he thinks that he is way more important than he is, that his opinion is way more important than, than this person thinks it is. And I agree. Just recently, he said something about how he wanted to, to uh, mention his top 10 jazz players, but he knew that it would piss off a lot of people. And I think not a lot of people are going to give a shit what he has to say on that. And, and some of it's just objective. If he doesn't have a specific number of people in there, then his list is wrong. Now, they can be his favorite. Favorite is very different than best. But if he doesn't have Stockton and Malone and D. Will and Rudy O'Bear, and, and Hayward and uh, Donovan Mitchell, obviously, and probably people like Eaton and maybe Thurl Bailey or maybe Jeff Hornacek. like there are a list. Boozer should be on there, certainly. Millsap, I think, should be on there. Favors, there's a list of jazz players that you can say objectively or primarily objectively and, and then have a very good argument for them being in the top 10. I think what McCade was trying to do is say, I have these people in my top 10, and then he was going to provide, if at all, some kind of ridiculous uh, reasoning behind it, and I think it was done so that people would be flabbergasted by his decision. I, you know, spoiler alert, I don't think anybody gives a shit, and I certainly don't think that his takes can be taken seriously unless he provides meaningful argument. Like, If somebody wants to argue that Mo Williams belongs in the top 10, I'll hear them out. I don't think he does by any stretch, but I'll hear them out. You know, if, if McCade, and I'm not saying he said this, but if he said that Sundiata Gaines deserves it because of that one shot, uh, well, then, yeah, people are going to think little of him because that's a stupid observation. Or uh, it's not so much an observation as it's a stupid claim to make. But, again, he didn't say that. That's me suggesting that he would say something that stupid based on the tweet he sent out there. <sighs> Am I still on? Is this still going? Anyway. You can expect to hear from me once or twice a week on Jazz After Dark. I'm going to be trying to do more evening recording, post-game stuff. I'm going to try to do some live during the game recording. I will have co-hosts on here. I will have guests on here. In fact, I believe several people have offered to drink themselves stupid and then come on, and I really strongly encourage that. I encourage anybody to come on that really badly wants to say something they know they maybe shouldn't because it'll upset other people, but in fact it's just how they feel. Because as far as I'm concerned, if we're not communicating how we feel with honesty, what is the point? I'm all for professionalism. I'm all for courtesy. uh, But sometimes I'm all for just people saying how they, they think it is, right? I think everything's a fucking mess and a big nightmare. Bunch of assholes running around, acting like loons, begging for people to pay attention to them. Selfie, selfie, selfie. Listen to this thing that I wrote. Listen to this thing that I said. Look how great I am. Listen to how my opinion is. Look how loud I have to yell. Old man yells at cloud, etc., etc. Simpsons reference and so forth. In the end, I don't really care. Go jazz. You are what matters. Be good to other people, particularly during the holidays. Other people need it you probably do too. Thanks for listening. Share if you want to. Uh, We are on on iTunes now at Jazz After Dark Podcast. I believe we'll be on Google Play here soon. There's kind of a website that I'm lazily putting together but not necessarily excited to do so. I think that's it. You guys are so lucky that I'm quitting early. Earlier I had a lot of steam. Could have gone for a long time. As it stands now, that's it. Bullshit. All of it.